Black. So welcome to Black Mesa Radio, everybody. I am your host, Josh, with... Chase. Seth. Nate. And over the phone, we have... Uh, my name is Eden, and I'm here from the Carolinas. <laughs> from the Carolinas. Okay, so today our topics are Chinese solar plants, sovereign citizenship, and everything in between. Let's get going. So what's this sovereign citizenship? Since you're a record on that too, man, it's it's about people mostly uh, thinking that we still live under the Articles of Confederation that was ratified in 1781, instead of our current constitutional system in '86. So I, I have no idea how they get this idea that that still applies to them because we essentially reformed our government, and they're it's it's like trying to. I think it's like trying to go under Roman law, like because it's been gone forever. Like it's not around anymore. So my my understanding of why they think it applies, this could be off base, but this is what I get it is like. There's this theory. I think it's John Locke of the social contract, right? Or that mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. every citizen is in a contract with government. Like that's that's what gives the government legitimacy, right? Is that this social contract? And they take that to mean like an actual thing like an actual contract that they can opt out of. And so they're like, no, we don't want, we don't want to sign that contract. We're out. But it's like taking a concept, like just like a theoretical concept and <laughs> trying well, to like back, back manufacture it to and be taking it to its logical conclusion or whatever. Yeah. Logical. Yeah, extreme. logical conclusion. And yeah. they def. They, uh, that is loud. Josh is doing something, but he said he's muted. So it shouldn't be on the podcast. I am muted. So oh, okay. It just it's quality. just for us. My to bad. Do. Yeah. Quality content. I can't. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between what's real and what isn't. I mean, Neither think, can sovereign citizens. But don't. <laughs> hey, you brought it back around. I yeah. think a lot of what's going on is uh, a lot of these citizens. It's we live, just like the concept you're talking about this social contract. Like they right. feel like they did not get to decide where they were born at. And so they think they shouldn't. The rules shouldn't apply to them. So essentially, they're trying to secede from their their place of birth and saying, you know, I I get to choose my own way to live, even though you don't really get to. You're just kind of born where you're born, and that's kind of the way it goes. You can move if you want to, but uh, we all have to sort of deal with that at some point in our lives. I feel like the idea that like you didn't choose any of this, but it's yours anyway. So yeah, I feel like for most people, it's like for me, it was like in junior high probably. Yeah, junior, junior has a rough time. Go home, Josh. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that hurt. That sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to so check out for the rest of the podcast. You guys have fun. The other day, like, I, I think I heard somebody talking about, like, how everybody who has been born, technically, like, their kids did not consent to being born. So, therefore, like, oh, yeah. that is... The guy that was, like, like suing you, his parents. You could yeah. turn that into a crime or something like that. Yeah, that's an actual uh, philosophy. It's called, it's the opposite of, crap. I can't use my phone to find actually what it's called because we're using, we have Ditton on the phone. Here, use mine. What does actual mean when you say it's an actual philosophy? Like it's an act, it's a philosophy that people subscribe <laughs> to? I don't know. I'm just like, Ask, what? Nathan asked the real hard-hitting question here. <laughs> what is that what like? What is philosophy? What, what is an actual philosophy? I don't know what that is. What is the meaning of is? What is the philosophy of philosophy? <laughs> what is? What, what do you mean when you use the word I? 
Anyways, yeah. so the sovereign citizenship, <laughs> it, they're, they're just, you know, receding so, from civility and civilization for the most part. A lot of them actually, like, they turn into, like, hermit. Anti-natalism is what it's called. What? Anti-natalism. Natalism. Uh, Anti-natalism. Natalism. natalism. Because yeah. you didn't consent to be born. Pass that to Seth. There you go. That's rather silly. So, a lot, yeah. like, a lot of these guys are hermits, uh, subsistence, living... Yeah, which I think is actually pretty cool in its no, own right. No, I mean that, that that's a true thing, but that's not like no, no, that's not all of them. Some of them are because there's definitely like, the the people that actually medalists. the ones that actually believe what they say. You would have to like live off the land and stuff like that because if you say, well, I'm opting out of the social contract, but you still use public services like roads and call the cops if your house gets broken right. into but or that's, whatever, then like you don't actually believe right. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole the whole idea behind antinatalism is that you didn't consent to No, 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 no. We're back on sovereign citizens. Oh, God. Okay, sorry. Yeah. We're, you were yeah. talking about sovereign citizens, right? Yeah. Okay. My bad. My bad. Ignore everything I've been saying. I was already... Yeah. Like, I felt bad. So but that... Just the, tell me if I get The quick Wikipedia reading of sovereign citizens basically says they think they're under a common law which is like the old English tradition that's been going since like, you know, 13, 1400s, but not under <laughs> any other statutes. So they like refuse to pay taxes. They refuse to provide, like follow any laws. Well, that don't comply to that, but yeah. I don't know. there are definitely different levels of the sovereign citizen. A lot of them, they, I think a lot of people don't fully know what sovereign citizen is, and so there are some Most of those of them guys. Probably don't know really. They're yeah, they're just more. They might just be more for small government, but there are some ones that get pretty serious, and then they're one, the ones that actually get into like full blown terrorism. Uh, apparently, Terry Nichols yeah. was a sovereign citizen. The uh, yeah, that's what it's starting to sound like. It's starting to sound like it's just a gateway into that whole world. Yeah, the southern was that the the article that you shared with us was that the Southern Poverty Law Center article on it yeah i believe so man because apparently that goes their beliefs about like what laws apply and like what don't get like really deep and conspiratorial and actually pretty hilarious like with the straw man arguments and like your paper person and stuff like that yeah and they right yeah but the government is essentially corporation yeah the government's corporation and you've got like two identities you've got like your real identity and then a a version of your identity that only exists on paper the corporate you that only exists on paper and that you can get that like like expunged or whatever and if you do then you're like free to do whatever you want and (laughs) and live the sovereign citizen life but the it's just has there ever been an incident like any of conspiracy someone... theory like that? It just turns into just such a quagmire. <laughs> Has anybody ever successfully like, I guess, decorporated themselves from their their paper person? I do. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? For so sure. What, I mean, what I ha- have. You just shut go- up. You just so what them. happens to those people? Oh, they're out there. I'll but but what happens to them? Like, are they are they like just they turn are they around, gods now? What? They they turn around and write a book and find a way to like monetize what they figured out. Gotcha. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Which is, wait. So what do mean? What did you mean? Decorpor, decorporate themselves. Yeah. So like, leave no paper trace. Is that all it is, or what do you mean? Like, so like they disband the corporation in air quotes that is themselves, because like he was saying, there's they think there's two versions of you. There's the you and the corporate you, like the real you, the person right. you, and then the corporate you, which is like the the straw man, the paper person that they have created, the government has created when they assigned you a birth certificate and a social security number. Yeah, they don't even believe in, like, they don't want their birth name. Like, they don't associate with their birth name. Sure. Hmm. I once heard an argument. I mean, that is that is a cool concept, though, like, that there is the corporate you and the uh, actual, like, human you. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That's how they win 
some arguments with people. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean these guys are nuts, but that's a cool concept. A lot of conspiracy theories start with a cool concept, and then they just run with it. It's kind of like... That, that is true. Kind of like how we didn't really go to the moon. Oh, my God, Josh. I will stab you <laughs> I'm not, from a thousand not miles serious. away. I'm not serious. <laughs> if that's true, I'll stab myself. That's that important to, like, my view of the way... It was filmed work. in the same hangar Josh. where they faked the Super Bowl. Where did you share that article to? Uh, no, it was the Puppy page. Bowl. I thought. The Puppy Bowl. I thought it was... Oh, wait. I might have just sent it to you through text, Nate. Because you asked me specifically what was that. So anyway, but a lot of times they seem to think that this gives them the right to just do whatever they want, say whatever they want to regular folks or law enforcement especially. Um, you could just, if you want to have a good old time on the internet, just Google, <laughs> no, get on YouTube and look up sovereign citizen arrest. Yeah. And they're, one, there's just thousands of them. And then two, they're all hilarious and they all end the same way where the sovereign citizen gets arrested. There was an Orange yep. County officer who said that they uh, document a sovereign citizen at least once a week. Wow. Oh, my God. And, and, but this was a guy who said in 2010 he had never heard of it before. Scoot up your mic just a little bit. They, yeah, okay. It they, sounds like it's one of those things that thrives off of YouTube rabbit holes. Yeah, it, I think that's a lot to do with it. I think a lot of people become dissatisfied with how things are going uh, in their life or just, you know, maybe in the government. And instead of going to a more rational excla- explanation for it, they get on that YouTube rabbit trail and they just kind of get deceived by this whole notion instead of a more <laughs> a more solid-based foundation for a, an argument and, Man, actually, and actually do something a about Twitter it. thread. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to step no, on you're somebody. Good. You're good. Uh, I was I was reading a Twitter thread by a guy who worked on the algorithm for YouTube, and one of the things that they're working really hard on is changing up how the algorithm works with some of that stuff. But the guy was talking about how, and, and this kind of out of my realm here, so I'm just trying to trying to find it as I go here. Um, but like, like a picture a guy who's you know recently had a divorce or something happened and he finds something on YouTube that's interesting and then like he's going down the rabbit hole and the algorithm is designed to keep you on the site and yeah. keep you there so it keeps feeding you oh. things further and further until the person believes that the earth is flat or this or that you yeah. know like it Think- could be whatever crazy conspiracy you know that there are lizard people and all that other stuff Fact. and the algorithm sees that as a win Whereas humanity sees that as a loss. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the algorithm only cares if, as long as you're watching. Like it doesn't care exactly. what you're watching. So. Exactly. Have you guys ever gone down the rabbit hole of why children's programming on YouTube has become so bonkers? No. Also, no. It's 100% to do with the algorithm. So little oh, kids, yeah. little kids click on certain things. Okay. And then. Like the, like things that are like brightly colored or like really noisy or really silly. And then the algorithm gives them more things like that. And so content creators see, okay, well, so I've got to make more outrageous stuff to be able to get these kids to click it. And it just spirals out until you get like these weird semi non, not even semi, just like nonsensical weird. Like I saw one the other day that I had to take it away from Jameson and clear his history because he had gotten too far down the hole. And it was, uh, a, a guy dressed as Spider-Man and a giant fat man dressed as a baby smashing sandcastles together and throwing water balloons full of jelly at each other. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, 
we're good. We, we need a link. So, and it was <laughs> for science. They actually cracked down on a lot of that stuff recently. Yes, they did. The whole thing was called ElsaGate. Yeah, ElsaGate. Yeah, the ElsaGate. Yeah, they cracked down on that pretty hard a few years ago. That was and sexual content, right? Like a lot of it was. Uh, it was. It looked like it was children's content, but it was highly sexual. Right. Yes. It, There's a. All, but it actually, was, also wasn't like clearly sexual, but yes. it was also clearly sexual. It was clearly sexual without while being ambiguous. Um, yes. And all there's a TED talk about it that talks about Elsa Gate in in depth, and I will uh, I'll post a link in the description for that. It was basically the same thing with the the fat guy and the Spider Man throwing tubes of jelly at each other, yeah. but like yeah. towards totally. each other's crotches. Mm-hmm. And it got it got real dirty and real weird. So the same thing, just a little slightly different. I'm uncomfortable right now. Just. And it's all because of sovereign citizens, you know. <laughs> you ready to all get real uncomfortable? No, no, Nathan, I'm good. Thanks. This no, dude just ahead. came out with a YouTube video. Uh, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago now, but he was he basically like discovered how pedophiles like use YouTube. Yes. And the I algorithm. So like, he starts off and he he's like this. Uh, there's like this woman on YouTube. She's like a fitness model or something like that, and she's like. Does anybody else hear music? Is that not the TV? Oh, okay. It's like that. Dude, that's like the, that's like on. the fifth or sixth time I've heard it. Just intermittently. <laughs> Nathan just jumped pretty hard, guys. Like Man, he, he, he thought we were being abducted by aliens. <laughs> Dude, I ain't going down like that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so this guy. Okay, there was a fitness model. So, and he's like, he's like, I'm a red-blooded heterosexual male. He's like, I don't really feel like I need to explain why I was watching this video, but he goes, but like, watch this. And so then he clicks a suggested video, clicks another suggested video, and it's showing like all these videos of like, so he created a new YouTube account and he was using a VPN. So like, it wasn't like tracking his like IP or whatever. So there, it wasn't like, they weren't able to connect it to his like original history. Right. It was all just based on what he was doing right then. Yeah. So after like two clicks, he's like, it's a video of like a little girl and it's like, she's playing or whatever. She obviously made the video. It's not like, it's nothing insidious or anything okay. like that but all the comments are dudes taking uh and commenting timestamps of like anytime because she's like doing like cartwheels and gymnastics and stuff and then they're oh anytime she's in like God. a compromised Jeez. position they're like putting they're commenting the timestamp on there and like a bunch of like lewd comments about it or whatever and it's, he goes and if you just stay on this rabbit trail youtube will just keep sending you stuff because of like the algorithm the algorithm will just keep bringing uh. it to you and he was like, and I don't, I don't know anything about the dude, but apparently he's a YouTube content creator. Like he's been doing it for a while. And he was saying, he's like, I don't even know if I want to keep using this side anymore because this just like grosses me out so much. Well, it got so bad that, so Disney pulled 100% of their advertising from YouTube. Is that why? Oh, Day before really? yesterday. Yeah. Because of that. Well, because that's of, a political play for them too. Oh, a hundred percent. But sure. it's still, they're, try, they're trying to create their own content stream as yes, well. That's, true. that's a valid point, but they're not trying to create their own YouTube yet. Yet. They're, they're killing yeah. two birds with one uh, stone. But they're getting they're back at but the they Google Corporation. What? So, Do- like, part of that, like, that is a that is a really good point. Like, part of that is that guy that went, that went, like, he actually posted all the advertisers that he could think of that was, like, that he could find on the YouTube pages and had people spam them about it. So instead of going through the channels through YouTube, because YouTube, like, here's the thing. There's like, what is it, 400 and something hours of content uploaded every minute? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, there's there's no way of policing everything. It's right. Everything. It's impossible to totally and keep a like 24 saying, hours every like, second. This is, this is a perfectly wholesome, normal person with perfect intentions. You know, like, it, a lot of it was 
just kids at gymnastics competitions, you right, know? Right. And it's just parents uploading stuff or, or the kids uploading stuff. And that's all it is. And other people sabotage it basically and, and twist it. Sure, yeah. Like and that's not that's not YouTube's thing. It's like that's not YouTube's thing. And there's no way to protect against it because as soon as they put in because what they did is they went and deleted a several thousand channels, millions of channels. I don't know how the actual number, but so many of them and they uh, demonetized all these videos, like hundreds of thousands of uh, videos and they, what was it? De or turned off all the comments on hundreds of thousands of videos and people like, like YouTube's in a, in a danged if you do, danged if you don't situation. Yeah, because, sure. You know, there's these people that make their livelihood here and suddenly their, their stuff got, got turned off for seemingly no reason. Yeah. While at the same time, people are like, why is YouTube doing this? And it's like, they're not. Any Anytime you put up a block in place, terrible people will find a way around something. Isn't that isn't that just the way life is, though? Get I up mean, on your mic, God. Chase. Uh, uh, man, I'm like pretty close. Is that good? You're good now. Yeah, you're, back. Right. Yeah, you're good now. Like, the, even with just laws, like, the, you can't... That's why you can't have morality-based laws, because people are just going to be evil if they want to be evil like there's really nothing stopping you from being evil and doing terrible things we actually talked about that very thing what was it two weeks ago our last recording where we talked about how there's law laws are the only thing keeping a lot of people from just going buck wild <laughs> oh right yes yeah. so for some people yeah yeah, yeah. They, they would i had and a coworker at a previous job that like he was like man He's like, if the end of the world happened and it was like the apocalypse or whatever he's oh, like, yeah, yeah that was on the last episode i just i just started <laughs> people <laughs> That's and so awful. Like, like it is awful. Yeah. Oh my god! That's not a person I want to associate with. No. Well, you know, you got to work with people. You got to work. <laughs> got to work with true. who you got to work true. with. That is a person you would only meet at work. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're exactly right, Chase. Like people, people will find a way, a way to use whatever they can, to yeah. whatever means they want to use it to. Yeah, however they want to. Which is why I feel like we're, it's important that we are part of a society as a whole that we all agreed to be a part of and therefore follow its, uh, the things that have been put in place instead of pretending like we're not a part of it. You know who Full didn't circle. agree to be in that society? Sovereign citizens. Sovereign. Well, Full circle. Yeah, technically Boom. none of us. Technically none it. of us. But at some point it's like, just grow the fuck up. I think, I think yeah. your, your apathy not to move is an agreement to stay in that society is kind of what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's their argument for it. Yeah. I mean, you could honestly go into that. I mean, the U S isn't keeping you from going to, you know, 200 some odd countries. You could go if you wanted to, they might not want you, but <laughs> the U S is happy to let you go. If you can do it. Uh, no, they're not actually. Are they not? No. If, if you're like, an engineer, uh, I know, no, I know some people that are dual citizens mm -hmm. and, other countries are okay with you being a dual citizen, but America does not consider you a dual citizen. Yeah, we and are not about that. Oh, is that? They don't very, recognize like, it. Yeah, like they don't, they don't like the idea of you being a dual citizen. Yeah, they largely don't recognize it, and so most of the time, if you want to apply for citizen somewhere else, like if the U.S. can, they'll they'll try to make you give up your U.S. citizenship yeah. to do it. You have they to can't renounce in every it. situation because, like, like I went to school with one friend who's. I think his father was Swedish, born in Sweden, and they just like automatically grant citizenship, right, to like kids of whatever. So even though he lived in the U.S., born in the U.S., had yeah. always been here, he just like had dual citizenship because of who his dad was. And so the U.S. couldn't really do anything about that. 
But is it almost more on a country so, by country basis where it's like, okay, we kind of like these countries and we're going to maybe no, let you get US, away with the it? The U.S. doesn't like it with any country. Well, so, so, so yeah, what, the U.S. doesn't like what's it. What's the deal with that? Why? I mean, it sounds to me like if you're not if you're not for us, you're against us. But like, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's better reasoning. I don't actually know the policy reasons behind it. It doesn't matter tax wise because it doesn't matter. Like, if you're a U.S. citizen and you work somewhere else, you still have to pay taxes, even if you never step foot in the United States. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. It's called expatriation, right? When you when you give up when you give up your citizenship to a different yeah, is that right? I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Expat. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, my wife was born in Holland. Her dad was working, or he was on base in Germany. She technically was born in Holland, but she had dual citizenship until I don't know. I don't know when she lost her citizenship, but I think she she would have had to go back to Germany, to like actually step foot on German soil again and fill out some paperwork. But she just let it go. Wait, German? I thought you said Holland. She she was born in Holland. Maybe it was Holland citizenship then. Yeah. Well, uh, but a lot of places, so, a lot of places don't go by birth, though. Like U.S. is, you know, we we know that U.S. is one of the rare places where birth grants citizenship. I was wrong about expatriation. That is not what it is. Okay. So I googled it, and expatriation is when you move. <clears throat> sorry, expatriation is when you move as a U.S. citizen to another country and reside there. Okay. But you stay a U.S. citizen. Yeah. Yeah. The U.S. The doesn't part. just because you're in another country. The U.S. doesn't stop recognizing you as a citizen. Okay. Okay. Obviously. But like, if you. A lot of times, if you apply for citizenship in another country, the U.S. will basically say to do that. For us to honor that, you'd have to give up your U.S. citizenship. But that's they can't get around the birth stuff, like the other countries granting automatic citizenship. Like you're not a citizen of the world, hippie. <laughs> America owns your ass. Corporately. Yeah, <laughs> Corporately. I, I own you too. <laughs> there, there must be a policy reason behind it. It might be outdated now, but I honestly have no idea what it was. I'd be interested to know a little more about that. On the birth? Well, on the U.S. not recognizing dual citizenships. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We do recognize it, obviously, because Sam had it and uh, your friend had it. It's just something that the, the like U.S. would probably fight against you know, in most situations yeah. if they could. So like, if any one of us was like, I'm going to move to France and I'm going to just become a French citizen the U S would probably take some sort of issue with that, but they might not. I don't know. That's I what I was wondering if it was like, if, if country played a role in it, if I know Johnny Depp, I know Johnny Depp spent a lot of money to get it to where he was a, no longer a U.S. citizen and just a French citizen. Oh, okay. What are we, he's a weird guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're not looking to Johnny Depp for answers. Apparently he's a going to marry Katy Perry is what my wife told me. What? Is that true? I don't know. I mean, that just proves that he's crazy, but... I mean, I'd marry her. Everybody's um, doing it. It's <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Dude, if, if you're rich and you got some kind of talent, you can marry Katy Perry. You can make a run at it. Every, she marries everybody. <laughs> make a run at it. She's a, roma- she's, run at it. She's, she's a romantic. She's so a romantic. Okay. She's, she loves the idea of, of marriage, but not so much being married, but like getting <laughs> married. She likes that. And then there was that whole thing with... Uh, Oh crap! Miley Cyrus apparently is doing the whole. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta get up on this. You keep like you're slowly drifting away. Every I, time. But, well, I started back here, and this is where I said I was gonna. You stay. were the one giving us the speech at the beginning. I know, but you, you keep like getting farther and farther back, and I'm picking you up on everybody's microphone except for your own. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't think Miley Cyrus or Johnny Depp are like common models that we should use for anything. No, not at all. Well, I was just saying that who he were spent, so we were supposed to use then? I was just saying he spent quite a bit of money to become a French uh, citizen. 
as actors because that's what they're good at. Yeah. I mean, maybe not Miley Cyrus. I don't know. She's a good singer, though. She's a good performer. She is. She doesn't get enough credit. Hey, man, she, she knows how to make money and get attention. Yeah, she does. Like that's She's killer at that. Yeah. That's that's the whole game. That is the game. That is the game. Do we want to talk about space now, or do we want to keep you on a sovereign citizen? I never I mean, we, don't want to talk feel like about space. we kind of closed this book. We're, we've started drifting off. I think, I think, I think, I think we got it all figured out. I, I want to mention one thing on sovereign citizens. So Go on, for it, on the so. Wikipedia page, the... Uh, what section is it? Legal status of theories is hilarious. Everyone should go just read that because it's always just like, this person filed this in court saying they were a sovereign <gasps> citizen. And it's always just like, the court just like slaps them down so hard repeatedly. No, that, that, that is one thing. Okay, you reminded me of something about the sovereign citizens. A lot of them become, this, it's a new jargon called uh, legal terrorists. And uh, they will just file liens against police officers. And mm. there was this one officer who said that he had like half a billion dollars worth of liens against him from sovereign citizens. And he said like, he said it scared the hell out of him and he slept with a gun for the longest time underneath his pillow because of Can all these sovereign citizens. Can you explain to me citizens. what a lien is? Seth. Seth, could you explain what a lien is? <laughs> yes. How do you take out a lien against a person? So, like generally a lien, it would, I don't know how you do it against a person. You can definitely do it against property, right? So you could like look up, go to the courthouse, look find their name you can just search for people's names in the public documents right find where they own property and file a lien that way um but a lien is basically like a statement saying that this person owes you money um generally it's like a mortgage is a lien right saying and that's called a special kind called a purchase ppm i can't place it right now but anyways basically saying like you know you owe this money and we're attaching it to this property which essentially means you can't sell that property or do anything with that property until that's cleared. Mm-hmm. So the lien has to be, like, accepted by a court somewhere, no, right? No, no. Like, literally, it just has to be, like, the county clerk, which is the one who keeps all of the property records, right? Uh-huh. They'll accept anything for filing that has, so, like, the proper legal description on it. So, like, a description of the property and then, like, some other just, like, niceties. It's not their job to, like, inquire if anything is valid. So if you hate somebody, you have a very good way to get back at them legally. April Fool's Day. That is, is that really all there is to that? Like that's. Yeah, you have to yeah, file it properly. And you can go but. like, yeah. And then that's what he's talking about. That's why it's like legal terrorism because then that's it takes. unbelievable. It takes a ton of work to go and get that removed. Like then yeah, you have to go. Lawsuit, all that stuff. Yeah. You, you to have to go to court. What in the hell? To get it removed. Yeah. So. It's, what, it's pretty messed up. What is the explanation for like why that exists? Because what's what's the other what other recourse option? do you have if somebody owes it's you like, money? Because this it's mostly because like this was not foreseen as a way to harass people in that way, right? Like because the other option is like having a court every time before something is filed. There's so many transactions that happen every day. And to have a court approve those every time before it happens just gets more and more in the way. So this is this is like what Josh is talking about. Like, when there's a system in place, people are gonna find a way, however, to like go around the corners of it and abuse it yeah. to their own ends. And so that was Chase talking about that. The way me. the way that we've well, you talk you made that point. I right? know. I just wanted to give him credit. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but the way that courts have tried to like curtail this and stop this is that now you can be. I think they've even passed some statutes about it. But like, if you do that, repeatedly filed liens against like frivolous liens against stuff yeah you can be sued by that person for harassment 
You see what I'm saying? Well, at least there's that. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it's like a the huge idea that he's like random. The idea that like any random person could just like look me up and like put a lien on my shit, like that's unbelievable, man. That's crazy. That's yeah. really crazy. That, that costs money too, you know. And it and it backs up the courts uh, as opposed to having real cases they could get to. Right. Yeah. And they're already yeah. backed up as is. I mean, so. thankfully they can move through those pretty quickly and just be like, I hope so. Yeah, there's no basis for this at all. So, but crazy. Yeah. I just learned yeah, something. Judge today. Judy could <laughs> take care of it pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, but she yeah. should really solve most of our problems. If we're being honest, <laughs> Judge Judy for president. I trust yeah. Judge Judy to like make decisions on my behalf. And <laughs> she and, seems pretty sharp. Yeah, even on that legal theory is part of the Wikipedia. It's like these people are getting hit by with like three thousand dollar fines from the court for just even asserting this theory that's so frivolous. Oh wow! So don't try this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like it should. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so space. <laughs> okay. So the other thing we're going to talk about. China. Moving. Yeah, moving forward. China. What a segue. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're, try, we're trying our best here. Okay, so um, <laughs> China is making a solar power station, and then they're going to beam the energy to Earth. Yeah, essentially, that was my favorite sentence of that whole like thing. The whole article. They're it's like beam we're going to absorb energy from the sun and beam it to the Earth to be used by humans. So I, I genuinely don't understand that. Could someone explain that? Um, okay, I, I'm I'm going to let you guys fantasize about it for a little bit before I crush <laughs> this completely. <laughs> I mean, essentially, I think the only way Thank that this you, is That's possible very polite of you. is if they are just betting that the technology will catch up with their dreams, which is a lot of what people do nowadays. Like, it's fascinating how people will just say, every all right. Every Kickstarter? Say, say again? He said every Kickstarter. Oh, <laughs> yes. Every video game? <laughs> like, a lot of video gonna games. just going to roll out the beta and like, let other people figure our problems out? <laughs> that, uh, it's uh, called bug testing, Nathan, and it's a real thing. Technology, science and technology is moving so fast these days that people just start betting on the fact that it's going to it's going to happen within the next 5 to 10 years. It's like but betting on futures, right? Like kind of. Well, yeah, you have you have no idea what's going to happen. And it to me it's just still the 1970s people thinking we we're going to have flying cars today. Like they're just like, "Whoa, technology's crazy. We're going to have whatever we want." Like technology that's what doesn't keeps uh, stuff going though, man. Like that's I don't know that that's bad. Yeah, but you don't just get to, you know, decide what you're going to find. Like that's not how it's that's not how it works. <laughs> there is a reason we don't have flying cars. Right. Physics physics it's, is yeah, real. Boring people. Physics are real. It's yeah. because car companies murdered everyone Cap- who had a counterpoint. Maybe not. Or there's that. You know, counterpoint. Could be one of two. Yeah. Jules Verne two predicted points. the submarine like what? hundred years ahead of time? At least fifty years ahead of time? Uh, that was Leonardo da Vinci who had diagrams of it. Right? Okay. Well Jules yep, Verne did tanks. too. Tanks. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, th- there are some things that people did. Uh Good for yeah, them. Like, had a lot of crazy things that didn't happen. Yes. That's true. Like Solyndra. I mean, happen. jetpacks, we're almost there with jetpacks. We're getting there. <laughs> we are almost there with yeah, jetpacks. Yeah, that's it's actually that, true. Like, I'm really impressed with. Yeah, I saw a GIF of one the other day, and I was just like, that legit looks like a jetpack. I think No like, Shave November has out. really worked in our benefit for this. <laughs> Try to get jetpacks. I forgot all about Alan doing that. <laughs> What? I do not remember Don't. how he connected those so, things. What are you guys talking about? Well, you know, No Shave November is about prostate awareness, but nobody yeah, knows that it's about awareness. nobody knows that it's about prostate awareness. I feel like so. Well, really? it was before I, No yeah, Shave November. It was, no, uh, uh, it was it was a whole ordeal. Alan made this thing where it was post pictures of something, 
for to get jetpacks. Like so, it was Jetpack Awareness Month, and he made this whole campaign on on a message board about it, and like had me Photoshop a ton of pictures for him. For those and listeners then, who uh, don't know, Alan is Denton's brother. Uh, yes, yeah, my brother. So, so like it was it was something he did a while back, and it was Jetpack Awareness Month. It's pretty so, funny. I liked it. It was. I oh, thought yeah. it was funny because it was. Yeah. It was a. It was a jab at um, how everybody was posting colors of whatever, and then it turns out it was the, this. Or you know how Facebook every few months back in the day used to do that. Oh, right. Probably still does. It still so, it still does. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not on there, so like. That's how Facebook deals with tragedy. Yeah. Exactly. So like, it was more him poking fun at that. Okay. So uh, China is trying to beam energy to Earth, and I'm guessing they're hoping that. They have found all of Tesla's documents, so they know how to beam energy. Well, that, yeah, and that's that's where I got caught in the article. I was like, "This is kind of cool," but I don't understand how they're going to do it. They're going to charge up batteries and fly them down. <laughs> just batteries just like a constant, <laughs> a constant flow of batteries back and forth. That's where I was. I was confused. I was like, "This is a neat thing if they can pull it off, and they have some technology we don't know about." But the article doesn't go into anything on how it works. Just be a obviously. giant cord. Just yeah. a just a big cord. <laughs> It's kind of like a space tether. Was space, space elevator tether? or space tethers? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah, but didn't say he knew how it worked. All right, didn't. Let's hear it. Let's. I hear didn't your, say your, I knew how your, it worked. Let's no, hear your deep I know fantasy. How it doesn't work. He's gonna say it doesn't work. Is what he's gonna say. <laughs> you know, okay. Okay. you don't know China. China's Dude, cool, man. You think you know more than China? <laughs> well, I know. It sounds like it sounds like a, a variation on the th- the article they were posting or some of it. You know those. But it's just those stupid websites looking for clicks, and right. one of them was uh, they were trying to fly a giant reflector or something like that in orbit to light up cities without needing lights or whatever. It's amazing, and it's it's along the same lines. And what you would <laughs> then we can just have daylight like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, the way it ends up working out is well, if it's in orbit and at 500 kilometers up, you know, it would only. I think it was like two or three kilometers wide. It would only illuminate like, you know, maybe Nothing. maybe a kilometer in, in width on and the it ground. Fries and the it would crap only out light of it someone. up for maybe a minute, you know. They're Instant like, oh, cancer. Shit. It's fries someone like an ant under a magnifying yeah, it, glass. It's just population control is all it is. Like, they're just randomly selecting people. It's like, let's just let and this it, thing it float up. It flying by at <laughs> orbital velocity, you know. So, like, you would see it, and then it would go away. Oh, right. you know, it would be as long as the eclipse was. See, I just imagine a giant, like, black scorch mark where this thing's yeah. just passing by 24-7. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> No, there's no way. Like, okay, so the Russians actually did it uh, a while back. Uh, man, it was like a Trump was involved. Like a su- no, it was like a supply <laughs> ship to Mir. No, no, no this was smart. This was, this was pretty clever. And they had like a they had like a solar sail on it. Is what it was originally supposed to be, but they couldn't get the funding for it, so they did this, and then so it only blew up to a certain amount, and it lit up just a little bit. So like, it does work, but. The amount that you would need, like you would need it to be in geostationary orbit, and you would need it to be like doing all kinds of certain things, and then the amount of thrust that you would get catch off of it because of the solar, it would just launch out into space. It it will not launch out into space, but over several years it would. Essentially, we already have lights. Yeah, basically. So, like, this sounds like a kind of a a variation on that to begin with. And one of the things I, I saw in it, like, it was like a megawatt of power. Is that what it said? One megawatt. Yeah, is that what the? I don't remember. I don't remember the the actual output. 
I think I remember reading that it said one megawatt is what they're they're trying to be able to produce. And I'm like, what wow, is, those. What is the energy consumption of modern China? Well, like three. those windmills produce three megawatts. So it's essentially yeah. garbage, is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a proof of concept, is what it is. But if you put 20 million of them in space. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah, let's just let China go bankrupt I mean, over this. Let's just let it happen. We'll blot out, so, like, we'll blot that's out the, the night sky. <laughs> that's <laughs> the concept so of like a, a doable version of a di- Dyson sphere. Oh, 100%. That's, I mean, that's the whole idea. It's like setting up wireless some sort of power around the sun that, you know, that would actually produce energy and you could beam it somewhere. But mm-hmm. like you would need quantum mechanics to beam energy like that. Hey, we're getting there, man. It's going to happen. We're getting there, but... But it's not looking like it's any time in the near future. I'm sorry if I'm crushing your space section. Dude, that's what I thought about drive, self-driving cars, man. We are there. No, we're not. Okay, don't don't think you're crushing our space section. Half the stuff we talk about on here is just so we can like kind of make fun <laughs> of it. Somebody or goes, I like, bet it was aliens. And somebody else goes, that would be crazy. <laughs> like when, when we say beaming energy, like we're thinking of like the wireless charging and stuff like that. And that's usually like an inductive coil. Which yeah. you need to be right next to. Nathan knows it. it's like that's how transformers work. It's just like that's pretty old technology. That's Tesla level stuff, you know. But we like, really haven't developed it, anything new, like. No, but beaming it like two or three hundred miles through an atmosphere, or while something's orbiting the Earth, you know, like that's that's ridiculous. There's a professor like, uh, who was at OU. He was a history professor. This has a point. I promise that. Uh, he he was on what what's that uh, the 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 learning I can't remember there's, there's like a very special prestigious um, group that he was a part of he was like voted Mensa? like what no 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 not Mensa it was it was Marty Boys it, Club it was something about you know uh, t- the, the, the best guy. the best teachers in the United States the best professors in the colleges and he was a part of it he was like the number one history professor in the U S nice. And uh, so he made these uh, videos about history as a special project for them. And I, and I watched them. And he, he said one thing I thought was very true was that history moves forward by great men. History is made by great men, essentially. Sexist. And I, and I believe, okay. That's man, actually interesting. Great mankind. I'll come back to that. Um, and I, I, think science, <laughs> I think science happens in the same way. Great men individuals essentially i'm saying like individuals move things forward because a tesla moved things forward greatly for electronics in his day and then we had a did he kill an elephant i don't think so warner von braun moved rocketry forward at a crazy pace we're still using or have been using the saturn V rocket that he created back in the 50s and we we hadn't gotten much better past that in you know 70 years now uh so I think that we just need great people again. Like, I guess, I don't know if we're lacking that. Uh, I don't know what the issue is, but we, ha- we don't move forward in great bounds like so we used to. They're going to transmit the energy by microwave. Oh. Yeah, that was, the, that was the next thing I was going to say is, like, that's the only way I could see it working is microwave. But, like, the energy loss, like, how much, how much energy would you have to put into that to get one megawatt out of it? You know, right. like, is it, like, three or four? But once again, if you have multiple, maybe you make up for like the decay. Right. And at that point when you have an unlimited amount, but then you start to do the the cost benefit analysis. Oh, yeah. You know, electricity is pretty cheap. And so to just 
shoot that much stuff in into space, you know. It costs billions. That's a lot. <laughs> but the whole argument of going into space is like that the the economic effects of doing that ripple out because you're going to have to develop more things and it it pushes technology forward and we get more stuff out of it than what we actually like oh, went yeah. into it trying to invent. So, I wonder if they've done I I'm sure they have. I would I would like to read like economic studies of that like if like the space race actually pushed you know technological oh, and it economic super development. Did. Like yeah. some of the some of the the materials that were needed to de- be developed for that whole program was just ridiculous. You know, like from plastics to microwaves to the like the way that we communicate to like yeah. The idea All of, of just making a computer developed. smaller also was a big factor. It's crazy that it uh, occurred to somebody that a computer should be smaller. <laughs> like that used yeah, to no that kidding. was had a ha- like that was that. a halfway original thought at one point. Stuff you uh, take for granted. Like, uh, so I don't know necessarily if I agree with Chase on the great men thing. Yeah, because, I, I don't like, at all. <laughs> oh, ooh, I, I, I missed it because I was reading that article. Could ooh. you repeat it real quick? I mean, it's just a simple statement. Great men make history. I, yeah. I thought it was interesting, actually, that like such a, a renowned history professor would make that point because a lot of historical analysis n- currently has like pushed against that pretty hard. Like, Yeah, the bottom-up view of history. Yeah. Yeah. Or like other you know, other structural factors affecting things. And while great men can have some of an effect, like it's not, they're not the ones like pushing it, but that's like the more, what is history is history. Like the collection of stories that we tell, because if that's true, then great men do create history. Right. Which we are looking, I guess it depends on if you're talking about like hard, we are looking at history through the lens of the winners basically is what that's saying. And there are a lot of lenses to look at history through. Yeah. Right. Historiography is what we're talking about right now. Historiography. The study of studying history. Oh, well, <laughs> that's too meta for me. But what I'm, what I was <laughs> wanting to think of is just, you know, like, okay, even, even somebody like Tesla, he is, I don't know if necessarily right place, right time, but there wasn't a ton discovered about electricity and we were on the brink of discovering a lot of it all at once. Like the system was in place for him to be able to discover some of the things and develop some of the things that he was able to. Right. And he was rich enough to just tinker around all day with it, you know. Right. And the the system, the the knowledge base was there. That's why you see a spike when on a new technology, like everybody's trying stuff with it, and and the development works. And then suddenly this comes out, and this comes out, and you know everything compounds on each other. But there's a long tail to it, so like it kind of was it exponentially dies off as it goes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there, like, I, I definitely agree that there are people, scientists, so like Tesla, Einstein, that push, push ahead a lot farther than we would have gotten in their lifetime otherwise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. They push but it'd only things. be like twenty or thirty years instead of right. Exactly. But like, it's hard for me to think that we wouldn't get there. Right. You know? Right. And then the other point I was going to make about this is like the uh, there's a pretty long history of like. I, the only thing I can think to describe it as is like simultaneous discovery. Yeah, oh, we, dude, I was just thinking of that. We've talked about That's that. That's exactly yeah. what. Yeah. So like, what do we call that? It's morphic resonance. Yeah. So, but it's hard no. to it's hard to argue that like. <laughs> it didn't say no. It's like oh, it should be this great man theory. Like we need these great men to push it when we have like periods where there are multiple great men. Where if we didn't have one, we'd still get 
that. It seems you know like I mean? it seems like what a great man does is he sells a vision. Also, a great person. Because like, he's a good no, great, not yeah, really man. A great person. Inclusive, you guys. Whatever. Like, no? it seems like the most important thing they can do is sell a vision and change people's perceptions of like what they think of as possible, and change people's perceptions about how the world can work and like what yeah. like can happen. Yeah. Because by doing that, like that changes the sort of economic situation right there. Like you just get people to believe in something, they buy into it. And then all of a sudden there's all this momentum going in that direction and then it happens. It's not so much that like one guy just puts everybody on his shoulders. And I mean, I love that. I love that story as much as anybody does. It's, like, it's a great story to tell. Right. And yeah. it's like an easy story to tell. And people which find, is why we tell it people so find a lot of meaning in that. Like the idea that people want you should do like that. Uh, most people are looking but for leadership. Wrong. Yeah, well, most of the stories we tell ourselves that we are find wrong. a lot of meaning in are factually incorrect. <laughs> that that is that is a very true statement. But, but there's truth in them. There's right? truth in them. Yeah, it's like they're still true on some level, or they reveal what's true about us or something. I don't know. Man, this gets deep. I still, I would definitely disagree with Seth that they have to be good men to to push history. I mean, because my God, if you just look at the people who have made huge impacts in history, they weren't they weren't the greatest people. No, I, I didn't say that. I, I mean, that's not, that's, not what was, uh, that's not what he said at all. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, Hitler, I Hitler had the, the biggest impact on the 20th century okay. <laughs> of literally anyone, probably. Uh, Stalin was pretty good, man. Yeah, Stalin too. They were both incredibly awful people. Yes. <laughs> They're just good marketers. That's all it is. They sold a dream, man. <laughs> How about you guys give all your money to me? And then I'll get rid of all your money. Chase is not, not that. <laughs> you can't lead with that. That's a bad, that's uh, a bad one to yeah, lead Yeah, that's with. a bad lead. Yeah, I'm, I'm a horrible salesperson. <laughs> what was the, uh, what and was hence, the. Hence why Chase will not be remembered in history. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's fine. I'm good. I know my place. <laughs> what was the other space thing something about japan yeah the japanese craft like landing on asteroids yeah okay so japan yeah japan like shot a bullet into an asteroid to collect dust and retrieved it and that's just mind-blowing roid dust. so they're not they're not sending it back are they there's no way no they're they're analyzing it with the probe yeah, they got a spectrometer on it. Yeah, no, they're not gonna like. Oh, I said they were bringing it back. I guess I'm not. Did you? It back. No, they're not. <laughs> My bad. That would, that would be, be that would be something. That would else. be amazing too. That would be that'd be really amazing actually. There and back again. <laughs> a probe's tail. <laughs> I don't want to know about a probe's tail, man. What's the one Nobody that did land on the planet that is gonna bring back a sample? That was. I'm trying to think of that one. I lost the name. It was the Rose, Rosetta. Was the the asteroid right? No, I think that's the that's the mission, isn't it? Let me let me. I'm googling that. Yeah, somebody got a subject while he's looking at it. Nope. Oh man. Well, well I can sp- edit out the de- the dead space while he looks it up. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't make our lives easier, Josh. We should, Josh. Sometime we should make everyone read the Expanse or watch the show oh, and so talk good. about how uh, realistic. The world building is. You want to start no. a podcast about the expanse because the there's not expanse. one. The expanse. There's not one. The there's there's a wonderful. podcast about the show, but there's not one about the books. Interesting. Yeah, that'd be and pretty. You fun. and Nathan and I have read it. Yeah. 
the like space travel and everything in it is well, with the exception of the uh, what's the drive? The something. The yeah, that's drive. what they like. Yeah, made up for because you have to add something, right? right? But like everything else, like the way that the ships fly, like they're basically just buildings, and they're accelerating through space, which creates artificial gravity. Like, and so thrust gravity. Yeah, yeah. like that book's cool, man. That whole series is amazing, and the the fact that each book, like in one book, they end like way the heck out there in space, like they're years away from anywhere, and the next book takes place like six years later after they've got back, and it's just cool. There's like there's time, yeah, time is taken into to account. I'd love to talk about time sometime. I didn't mean to say it like <laughs> that. I didn't. I promise I didn't. <laughs> Well, as soon as Denton's done with what even is it? Looking up, it's that. it's the uh, it, I, I just leaned into my microphone like you guys can hear me louder. Um, oh hey, it's the Hayabusa two. The Hayabusa, I thought the Hayabusa one was the Hayabusa one that just was like the one way trip, and then the two is yeah. going to be coming back. The two two is actually returning. It's uh the Osiris Rex, collecting a sample, like collects a sample. That is so cool. Osiris Rex is the name of the asteroid. Uh, Osiris is Rex is the so like, it's the dinosaur who invented it. <laughs> return to sample, and then Osiris Rex is the um, the American version. Oh okay. Oh right 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 because the isn't the Osiris Rex the, is like an acronym. The uh, there was a woman who was like working on the Osiris Rex project that's been like helping out with the the Japanese effort to like get that yeah. off the ground. I guess. Yeah. But they shot it with a bullet, basically. Yeah. And then all the dust floats around, and then they're gonna like analyze all the dust, and they just vacuum up. That's like this is no. I don't even think they're vacuuming it up because like they're they have like a spectrometer thing, and like because of its low gravity, I think it's right, moving right, at right. what is it centimeters a second instead of like you know usually in space you're talking about orbits of kilometers. That's super. Wait, hold on. It's only moving centimeters a second. Yeah, because of, like the orbit around it, not the actual asteroid. That's what I, or whatever. Yeah, that's, or what I, that's what I thought you said. I was like, that's the slowest asteroid ever. So like <laughs> because of that, like the stuff in the low gravity, the stuff just kind of floats for yeah, um, and almost in a, not a super long time, but like at the same time, you're talking about days instead of like split seconds, like here on Earth. Yeah, no, it gives them time to analyze it and use yeah. that use that spectrometer to its fullest extent. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to find that one now. In that same but, vein, did you guys see that they successfully tested the space harpoon? No. Yeah, I saw that. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, that's that's a big problem too. Yeah, it I've is. seen people talking about doing lasers and all that other stuff. I don't know if that's a a very like yeah, that's gonna know, be that's good option. for everything. I think it's good for like small stuff, probably. So what we're talking about for the three of you that don't know, what we're talking about and the listener, the space harpoon is this attempt by what country was it? And do you remember? Was it us? I can't remember. I thought it was. Let me let me look it up. Someone someone uh, made a. They essentially launched a satellite that that sole purpose is to harpoon space junk, and then like clean up space. Hell yeah. It's a British satellite in orbit around Earth. And they, they did their first test fire the other day and harpooned some junk. And they tossed a magnet. I actually don't know what the plan was to do with it after they harpooned it. Do you know what that was? Well, now, now like, it's oh, like shit. How do we get it off the harpoon? The 
well now that it's been harpooned it's permanently attached almost um and then they just deorbit the whole thing and they just crash it back down to earth yep well what's the point of that that's so rad to get it back get out of space you're saying you're saying we should just push it out. There's all sorts of there's all sorts of clutter up there. That's like yeah, could get uh, in the way. I think it's but called it's gonna, Kessler syndrome. It's gonna fall down anyways. No, most of yeah, it. No, of it most of the stuff is just in time. stationary orbit. Like we have so much junk that's just forever stuck in our or in our. Well, everything like, falls down eventually. Well, or flies out. Yeah, but if it, that's we're talking like hundreds of years potentially. Okay, we're trying and, to build well, solar panels well, in space, man. <laughs> we can't have that crap well, out there. Yeah, once you once you have people up there and they're in orbits, that's actually kind of gets super dangerous because those things flying around there, even a bolt, pretty, pretty fast, flying yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you know, was, there was a picture on Reddit this week that was just like, it was a, I think I think it was steel, maybe it was aluminum, but it was like just hit by a tiny piece of plastic and it had like this huge, yeah, 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 gash I saw that too. Chris Hetfield was talking in an interview about how noisy the International Space Station is because there's just micrometeors and space or like earth earth based space debris just hitting it oh, all the time. Um, that, just that's making terrifying. making noise. Just like ping 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 ping. Yeah. That would take a minute to get used to, I would think. Yeah. And like just think about bullets. it. Those those pieces are in or are in orbit. So that's like I think it's nine kilometers a second. Sure. So you're you're going you're going, I think it's like, thirteen thousand miles an hour. I don't know, but it's it's I I didn't have to look it up, but that's you're talking about like bullets. Yeah. Like the velocity of bullets, and if you're going even parallel or like ninety degrees to that, how much how much like how much impact that would actually have, like what that would do ripping ripping all your stuff apart. You know, you could kill somebody pretty easily yeah i mean there's been incidents where astronauts have been hit by space debris like micrometeors space debris stuff they've never there's never been a death associated with it that i know of um or even severe injury but there's been like impact well with the with the space junk part of it they they track every bit of it oh yeah no that's there's nothing in out well there's there's that we try not to have anything out there that isn't tracked right so like the orbits that we're in are pretty decently clean um, so they, I remember in the shuttle, they used to have them get in and like turn the shuttle a certain direction because like, Oh no, something's going to happen. You know, like something's coming pretty close. I think there's a, a 10 kilometer box around the ISS that if something comes, like looks like it's going to go within that, they all have to get into their escape system pods or whatever. Oh, just in case. I didn't know there's that much stuff out there that I, I figured it'd be so sparse. No, that it's a, it would never really happen. It's a real problem. We've been, we've been launching I stuff think up there. And I think there's actually a thing on Google where you can look it up. Yeah. And doing and like, like, we've, got it all out. we've been yeah. launching stuff for like 50 plus years and not basically doing no cleanup at all. Right, you know? right. So it's a, big, it's a big place out there, though. But I, I mean, if it, it's always moving. So, yeah, it can it can collide. That Obviously, it's happened. Mm-hmm. So do we want to talk about the uh, Earth's atmosphere being way bigger than we thought it was that was so cool to me when i read that article yeah, the, yeah let's, I mean, talk, the, let's, let's talk about it the fact that it was so under measured um the diameter is twice as big as we thought it was which means in volumetric terms it's uh it's cubed uh anyway so so it'd be for ma- people that speak english basically our atmosphere extends <laughs> out beyond the moon and that's okay. crazy yeah 
So uh, we now know that it extends about 400,000 miles across in diameter. We, we previously thought it was about 200,000 miles. Um, and that was pretty much, you know, getting close to the moon, but not quite to the moon. But now we know that the moon is completely pretty much in the middle of our yeah. atmosphere. Uh, and, and what we mean by atmosphere, there is a, uh, it's just hydrogen atoms. Um, the rest of the larger particles would be much, much closer towards the earth, but these lighter particles can get out there and, uh, it's not a perfect circle like you no. would think. Um, it's just because of the solar radiation that hits it. It's the uh, it's called the geo corona is what it's uh, scientifically known as where um, all of these hydrogen atoms are being pushed outside or uh, to the far side of the sun I should say and so it's very lopsided but still all of it the moon is still completely within this boundary and these uh, I, I think they these hydrogen atoms fluoresce I think fluoresce might be right they could phosphoresce I'm not exactly sure which one it I is I don't know what either one of those things mean uh, it's they're more technical terms um, of how the electrons release. But uh, anyway, so they glow. You can actually see them in outer space. You can actually measure how much they glow. You can't see them from Earth because uh, it's not, apparently it's not enough, but apparently you can see it from space, which I thought was pretty cool. I actually didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Like with the naked eye, you can see it from space? That's what it sounded like. So then yeah. that probably technically, yeah, they can see it. that technically means that no human has been outside of the Earth's atmosphere. That yes. is true. That we know of. Interesting. Oh, Unless man. we just launch some jerk. Off you go. Well, <laughs> bye, Glenn. I feel like Bummer. I feel like it's in John the Glenn? atmosphere by a technicality, technically. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how you define it. Technically, that's a technicality. I mean, technically speaking, you can't breathe. So, truth. <laughs> yeah. You can't so, breathe on Mount Everest. That's true. <laughs> You'll live a lot longer on Mount Everest. Actually, you won't live a lot longer. You'll live slightly longer on Mount Everest than you would Three the Three more seconds. Really? It's that thin? Uh, no, I mean, no. you would oh, suffer. No. You would suffer. No, it's not at all. <laughs> I was about to say, there are people that have summited it without. You have like, to have oxygen air. to no. summit. No, there have been people that have done it without. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there haven't been. I'm going with Josh on this one. Uh, oops. Pretty sure Googling that. It right I want now. to believe Seth. Please do. Like, if I'm wrong, I would love to be wrong on that. But I don't. I know that, like. I always want to believe the crazy thing. I have to make myself not believe. Did they acclimate for months? Is that how they did it? On May 8th, 1978, Reinhold Messner stood with Pete Hobbler on the summit of Mount Everest, the first men known to climb Everest without the use of supplemental oxygen. Yeah, you do have to acclimate a long time because you're doing a a biochemical change in your body from hemoglobin to myoglobin. Even the people that use oxygen generally acclimate for like... At oh, least yeah. six weeks. Yeah, two I months. mean, they're yeah. just they're just at Isn't the base. Isn't that what base camp is for? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. that's the whole reason base camp. And, that's and, what's crazy. Like even at that level on base, like you or me would get there and we'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't breathe." Yeah, and the way summoning works is they have like three stages. At the bottom, you go up to the second stage, yeah, then you, you come back down, then you up, go back down, up, up, then you go down. back down, yep. and they do that for six weeks. Wow. I think it's I think it's six weeks. Six weeks, man. Is and then they camp do it again. Two that they take them to. What'd you say? I think it's like it depends on which side of the mountain you're on. Yeah, I mean, I if you're on like on the Himalayan or on the Nepal, Nepal inside, like I think it's Camp Two, right before you get to that crazy ice. Yes, like, Camp, this camp ice Two is below thing. the below the death zone. Yeah, and then the Chinese side is a lot crazier though, and it's a lot more intense, and more people die on the Chinese side. Also, on the Chinese side, they don't have people cleaning up the bodies. On the nice. Nepalese side, they do. I've heard they've been bringing back bodies lately because it just is. 
terrifying up there. Just like, <laughs> man, it's so crazy. Like, we got to clear some died. of these bodies yeah, out. A lot of people. Are and instead, there's just trash galore. I mean, if you think about how many bodies, how much more trash is up there? They average like five deaths per group or something like that. That <laughs> Jesus, I had Wait, no idea. The Chinese one. That seems but like a lot. Just, group, just people like, like summit. But yeah, this is a group of a hundred or so. But still, oh. no, it's way more than that because like that's their whole economy for them. Of yeah. Nepal. Like, yeah, like not their whole economy, but like that's a the people huge that, chunk. The Sherpas or whatever. Like, you know, like twenty thousand dollars to climb Everest or something. It like is. That. It's very expensive because you have to have a Sherpa legally. You have to have a Sherpa. That uh, seems yep. cheap, actually, for like the amount of time that you have to spend there and like what you're doing. That doesn't seem very expensive. It's a lot of money over there. I can see why a lot of rich guys. I mean, for them, it's a lot of money. Like in the United States. Okay. And sure, like in in Nepal, I'm sure you can live on $20,000 for a long time, but. You don't know that. Come on. I don't know that. I'm assuming that because I'm an American. I've never been to Nepal. (laughs) I'm glad to know that somebody has been to Mount Everest without uh, oxygen. I had no idea that was I would love to know what their method was. They had to have acclimated for months. Well, a lot of it. Steroids. A lot, like right? besides just acclimation, a lot of it has to do with just your DNA of what your body can allow you to do. They may have done like blood doping or something. What was that in the seventies? Definitely a possibility. Seventies, seventy-eight. They said. Did they in the seventies were they, were they taking out blood and like spinning out the red cells and then putting it back so in later? Yet. Maybe, but I don't. I think it was possible. I don't know if that it was did, like that wasn't a sports thing until the nineties. So I think I don't think yeah. It was, so yeah, I don't, just yeah. some rich random rich dude. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just he figured figure it out because he was taking the blood of young men and putting it into him. Uh, Red Bull. <laughs> you just drink a Red Bull. That's it. I wish I could the just blood inject Red Bull right into my veins. <laughs> I climb every mountain. Climb every mountain. Anyway, uh, yeah. A country so, song. What? <laughs> I think it was a uh, from Sound of Music. Anyway, so how do we get on? Oh, uh, you'd survive longer on the top of Everest, slightly longer oh, than right, you would right. at a vacuum. Apparently, you actually can survive. If you're if, if you're, you got the right so quite if a, you're a total a badass longer. you can do a lot of things yeah. quite a bit longer yeah it's just a uh, quick quick little fun how how long would it take quarter. you to get acclimatized acclimatized to the Acclim- vacuum of space acclimated <laughs> you'd have to have pretty good diaphragm pretty good diaphragm it's just gonna suck all that air out you gotta and a strong butthole. <laughs> Because Clinching. if your diaphragm is stronger than your butthole, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. But it's going to be short. And this has been Science in Space. I was, I was wanting a real science corner, but then we went here. You broke Josh. Yeah, I was about to say, I think I broke so Josh good. with that one. I'm sorry, that made me laugh a lot. I just imagined you like holding your breath. <laughs> what even what even does a vacuum feel like? I have no idea. It'd be so hard to train for. No amount of P90X is going to prepare you for the vacuum of space. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check out for a minute. You guys keep going. All right. <laughs> Anyways, so if, if we're if we're going, uh, hemoglobin works uh, very very well at uh, higher pressures, like. Uh, like exponentially more there there's certain graphs you can look at if you ever want to look it up about which pressures and how much oxygen it will uh, get attached to it uh, but at lower pressures hemoglobin just i'm sorry yeah hemoglobin just stops working at those higher pressures and your body has a certain amount of myoglobin already in it uh, that works um, better at lower pressures 
but it's it's a it's a very linear scale with myoglobin, but with hemoglobin, it's a it's an exponential chart where if you go down, it just completely drops off and it just doesn't work anymore. So your body has to make up this new way to deliver oxygen to all of your parts. Uh, so that's crazy. It's a it's a different biochemical you have to use. So a lot of people just have a lot more of it. If you're born there, your body's obviously going to be acclimated anyways. But they say that the uh, that certain people, the the Nepalians, what, Nepalese. Nepalese, Nepalese, the Nepalese just have a in general have a lot higher concentration. Uh, they're just biologically suited for it already. Yeah, there's a there's some divers. Oh, I forget. Like in those deep like, divers or something, yeah, in like yeah. the Pacific Islands that like swim like way down. Oh yes, 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 yes. They're they hold uh, for like six minutes at a time, yeah. seven minutes at a time. But they have their one of their organs is bigger, but I don't remember <laughs> which organ. It, an internal <laughs> organ, but Are I don't black? remember which one. But like, <laughs> as opposed to an external is it, organ, <laughs> is it just the lungs? No, no, no it's it's no. That they can actually get their Hang heart on, rate oh. down really, really low. Yeah, uh, it, they they do it through meditation. Is, is how they they say they just go into a transitive state, trance. and uh, then they go down underwater. And they they say they love it. Like they just really enjoy it, and it's like a peaceful time killing fish down. There. Yeah, they've like adapted their bodies. Yeah, to and they do that. But but what they're the the whole meditation thing is interesting to me. Like how our mind can affect our our bodies and. Is that is that really what's going on? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Wim Hof, the guy that can... They have bigger spleens. Oh. But they've, like, evolved Seems bigger really spleens. Weird. Huh. Um, that's pretty cool. What does the spleen do when it comes to oxidant, that oxygen? That sounds really random. Yeah, does it keep you from getting mono? Because mono kills the spleen. I don't know what a spleen does. But, is that um, one of those ones you can take out? In Mystery Men, he... Parted, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> the mystery deepens. Yeah, you can definitely take out the spleen. Good without. quote. Good quote. Yeah, so when our faces okay. hit cold water, your body undergoes a diving response where your heart rate slows down, your blood is shunted into your core, and the spleen contracts, releasing some of its store of oxygenated red blood cells. Wow. Okay. Whoa. In 1990, researchers learned that the spleens of Japanese pearl divers contract harder than normal, boosting blood oxygen by up to 9% during dives. Wow. They got them tight spleens. Um, but these but these people's, like, their spleens are bigger, but it's not it's not from, like... Um, practicing diving, right. like their kids are just born with bigger spleens because oh. of where they live, and they've been doing this for so long that they've the epigenetics or whatever worked out to where the. That's what I find fascinating. Epigenetics. I mean, that's like all this junk DNA that you know. Every time there's a new article, it's like junk DNA isn't junk DNA. Yeah. Find out more and more about it, and how it's like. It's almost like we can well, turn like it on and off with certain stimuli or over time. Yeah, yeah it's just crazy, crazy. And the traditional like evolutionary model or whatever just isn't sufficient it's like it's what you makes it to explain. even crazier that somebody went in and already altered that right yeah on on humans i have learned so much on this podcast today i enjoyed it. this last five minutes has just been mind-blowing <laughs> it has especially imagining stuff buying a vacuum chamber on amazon <laughs> and then getting into practicing <laughs> in space just just got the vacuum hooked to his mouth at home. Yeah. That's the same, right? They're both vacuums. <laughs> just got his lips stuck. Heather, unplug this when I turn purple. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got Caitlyn Jenner lips all, all the time. Just <laughs> Do you know you can buy vacuum chambers on Amazon? Nope. They're very I, they're like they're not. 
small for you like humans or no. like oh well yes no like for like your desk that you could put well stuff yeah in and do come back when you got on. something you can fit a human in Josh <laughs> I mean you could make one probably out of acrylic and a vacuum I yeah assume. just you could probably vacuum just pump. vacuum seal yourself <laughs> <laughs> just plastic bag crazy what the brain does without oxygen it dies <laughs> well yeah so death is crazy I, speaking of I, I that, you guys reminded me of this guy that went on like he was in a NASA like. He did this video over him being in NASA and in an like a, one of those massive vacuum chambers. Oh, those are and, so cool! And they take off the supplied oxygen and they lower it to like it's not even. I think it was only like twenty thousand feet. It wasn't even all the way up to where like Everest is, you know. And uh, or I don't remember the exact feet. You know, I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're sitting there telling him like ask he has to do these puzzles and it's those simple kid puzzles you know triangle in the triangle hole you know that kind of thing right and he's doing that and they're like okay so you need to put your mask back on or else you're gonna die and he just like looks at him and like really kind of giggles yeah. giggles a little mm-hmm. bit and they're like okay you like he can hear him and he, they're like do you hear us and he he shakes his head yes you know that's aphasia and, right is that what that's called i talk and they're like can you put your mask back hypoxia. on? And he just, hypoxia? hypoxia. Hypoxia. That's it. Yeah. You're right. No, just, aphasia is something else. Like he just looks and like he can't even form words and he's just looking at his hands and like it was the craziest thing. And so they, somebody's right there next to him with the oxygen on and they put the mask on him and he starts breathing again. And within seconds, you know, he's right back to where. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. And so they're, yeah. they're talking about the, talking about the tape. And he's like, <laughs> man, I just, I couldn't like, I don't even remember really what was going on. You know, oh. and like they train these pilots to do that kind of stuff to just or, like rip those masks off and be able to do a couple things, you know. Yeah, and like doing just, doing certain muscle movements to where you like pump blood to your brain. Yeah, like flexing mm-hmm. your body in a certain way. But it's it's you know a matter of a minute or two, and you're you're just gone. And oh that yeah. wasn't even at like cruising altitude for a for an airliner. What is it they say that if the if the brain is denied oxygen completely for what is it six seconds like brain death can start to occur like complete complete lack of oxygen yeah but uh, yeah i don't know when that happens like after four minutes you would have to you have to be in space and and nathan's p90x didn't gotcha because like help you out because there's oxygen in your blood like when you're not breathing right yes so like when you're underwater but so like so there have been fighters who've been choked out quickly like and died like you can, you oh, can oh, oh, like UFCs. Okay, I, I was sorry. Yeah, no, I'm talking about not just like in general, like just wrestlers and and like yeah, like mixed martial artists who have been who have died in a matter of seconds after being choked out because they got just the perfect hold. There was no blood. Uh-huh. They didn't release fast enough, and they were just gone. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's. That's I mean, why you, I'm not shocked. That's why you don't it makes play sense. around with choking out your friends. You know. I mean, I've heard like you can crush your larynx, which can you know obviously inhibit your breathing you end up suffocating but i've never heard of like you know just like instant death it's not instant it's like over six to 12 seconds well that's pretty damn instant to me for getting close to instant for for suffocation that's very quick i will google no breathing suffocation (laughs) no breathing nice points i'm sorry remember playing that game that was fun times (laughs) i do what are you talking about? We'll we'll explain it after okay. after we're off air. I was wrong. It was seven minutes. This is where you choke out. 
and die, I mean, where you die of asphyxiation. That's a, that's a long time without oxygen. Yeah, it yeah, really it is. is. But but don't you start getting like uh, mental retardation after like you know four or five minutes if you're not somebody it's, who can? Well, no, it's brain damage or brain damage. Sorry, mm-hmm. I guess I didn't use the right terms. But. Yeah, yeah, edit that out. Is it not? It's not still considered mental retardation? No, no I mean, brain just, damage and mental retardation are two different things. I guess I'm using it very literally. like like The slowing of the mind. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you're using it that way. But like, right. one's a medical term and one is, well, they're both medical terms. But they're just, they're different. Well, medical think, terms for different things. I got you. I think they're kind of going away from that one now. No, yeah. no, mental retardation is definitely still a thing. Like, just speaking as a therapist, like really? it is. Yeah. Like, it's still a term that is used as long as it's used properly. Isn't so, isn't like the technical term of retardation is like slowing down or like inhibiting? Yes, yes, yes. Like you That's know, weird. I mean, they, so like they, you're, you, you retard, can retard the nervous re- system. Yeah, and you retard yeah. you retard music. Like they still yeah, use no. that terminology for mm-hmm. musicians and everything. You can retard I mean, timing for, on an engine. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Timing, engine timing. Like they talk about, like when you pull it back, you yeah. retard it. Yep. Sweet. So we're back. Yeah, we back. We're back. Yeah, we've been back since we started talking about the seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. Retardation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we should end on that. So, folks, thank you for listening to Black Mesa Radio today. Um, it's been a wonderful we, Monday night. It has been a good yes. Monday night. This is the first uh, first attempt at doing a Monday night after my kids go to sleep podcast. So it went pretty well. After we figured well, it's eleven twenty p.m. here, so I want to go to bed. All the technical issues, yeah, man. Yeah, Denton, thank you for being here with us this week. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks. And if you guys enjoyed me being on the podcast, leave a comment down below and uh, <laughs> click the subscribe button, ring the bell. Hey, yeah. Speaking of that, I never do this, and I mean to every time I edit and I forget. Uh, so we are now on Google Play, iTunes, and soon to be Spotify. If you guys could leave us some reviews, listeners, like the few of you that are out there at the moment uh that'll aggregate more and we'll get more listeners because of that if we have positive views positive likes and shares so if you could do that for us that would be amazing only thank only you. if you like us leave five stars if you don't like us don't leave any reviews thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right honestly bye guys thanks <laughs>